Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. Um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't you? I'll tell you, you know. He gets the foot behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chester. Yes, welcome to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Harry McGill here, coming from a wet and windy O'Neill's Healy Park in Oma, where the Bank of Ireland Dr. McKenna Cup final is finished in a win for Derry. Mickey Hart's side beat Jim McGuinness's Donegal by 12 points to 6. We do hear from Jim McGuinness himself on the podcast. Finishing up the show, we hear from Gaelic Life's Michael McMullen. But up first, it's my co-commentator for the evening. It was Kilcar. Mark McHugh, of course, All-Ireland winner with Donegal in 2012. And he's alongside Joseph McKelvey of the Neve Connell Club. So Derry 12 points, Donegal 6 points. Mickey Hart's side, the Dr McKenna Cup champions for 2024. Staying on with me, Mark McHugh, who, of course, was with me on commentary with Ocean FM. And Joseph McKelvey from Neve Connell. Mark, overall... What did you make of Donegal's performance and what did you make of it as a whole? Yeah, over, overall I was actually very impressed with, uh, I was very impressed with Derry today, hey, you know, and the way they went about their business. Um, Donegal, I know we were a wee bit, you know, inexperienced tonight and we're missing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of players, especially the physicality maybe around the middle of the field of Langan and Jason McGee, which, which, which was told, I think. Um, uh, because I think Derry, Derry, Derry mopped up a lot of ball around the middle. We couldn't get kickouts away for a long time, and that's where they built probably their platform on it. Um, so, so overall, I think I think Donegal were taught a wee bit of a lesson today. You know, the players out there that you know not everything's going to be rosy and dandy in the garden just because Jim McGuinness is back as well, and you know the, the supporters as well is going to have to figure out. And, and you know, we're not going to want absolutely everything we 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 go out to play. And uh, we were getting a wee bit carried away for a while after you know three three good three good performances in the McKenna Cup, but. Um, Really impressed with Derry tonight, I have to say, and, and, and it maybe shows you just the level that, that they're at compared to you know where our where our young team is at. And I suppose Jim Jim's only back a few a few months. You know, there's there's work done, but there's a lot more work to do. Joseph, yeah, you know, it would be it would be similar, Paddy. Uh, um, it was unusual. I think that, uh, that the psychology of the game, kind of, I, I find probably has has something to do with 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 you know you go in at half time, you're leading by five points to do, and there was an absolute gale force one out there. Now I spent the second half on the stand, but I spent the first half up here under the crossbar just to watch to see what was happening. And like Mark, it seemed like there was a time when you had the kick out, you were guaranteed possession. Now it seems to be the situation that when you're kicking the ball out, you know you have to win your own kick out, and it's, it requires huge you know choreography to get that off all the time and then Donegal goes in at half time they're 5-3 up you know they probably feel quite good about themselves because with the Gale Force 1 they're definitely going to come out and with the way they struggled to pick off scores in the first half they say well Derry's going to have the same difficulty and surely we're going to kick a few but I spent the second half in the stand and you swear the, the wind was probably going the other way like Derry kicked scores comfortably Donegal got chances and, and didn't take them so I feel you know that that, that uh, the immaturity of 
of you know this young Donegal team showed more so in the fact that they probably felt that they were going to win in the second half but they, if one thing's proven here today like there's two halves of football and they both have to be played there's nobody going to give you give you games or give you victories so I think that, that Jim will take that out of it you know I would say with all the talk and everything else at half time he'd be saying you still have to go and play a second half yeah, Mark pretty much said that as well and it is the McKenna Cup and I've used the word only before it about 5 million times but Mark did make a point I think with McGinnis back and nobody can do anything about that there's a natural innate hype isn't there within Donegal Mark and this might be no harm in the long term because Derry were much the better team weren't they Mark? Yeah, well it was, it was our first real you know, you know we, we came up here to play Tyrone Tyrone was a very inexperienced team like ourselves that night you know this is the first real you know I, I counted there Derry had 11 of the starting team that got to, you know in the Ireland semi-final last year so it was a big big step up in class you know and you know you mentioned uh, the Gareth McKenna's uh, fist pump as well yeah yeah you're saying no, only you know, McKenna up no, they were that, that, no, they were they were up for it but Donegal seemed up for it as well and you know there was, a, there was a, we, we said in the first half there was a lot of hitting there was it was a good enjoyable game um you know just 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 on the second half I, I it was nearly a carbon copy i was up at the McKenna cup game here last year between um uh, Tyrone and Derry and at, at half time you thought Tyrone were going to walk it as well because of the gale force breeze at their back Derry came out Derry so efficient with, uh, against a breeze we spoke about it just before half time what happened was Donegal had to go forward and Derry were able to break them down a lot easier now they kicked some unbelievable scores but they're so efficient in, in what, they, what they've done. They can break down a defence very, 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 very easily by going one side and the speed that they do it come over to, uh, and, and take it over to the other side. Like a lot of the scores came from here. You had Connor Doherty's score. You had um, uh, Nile Toner kicked two points, I think, in the second half. And, you know, we just, we, 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 we were. What's the word I'm looking for? We 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 were poor the second half in front of goals. You know, Oshin Oshin Gallant a few pot shots, which I don't even know we're on, which fed to the energy that Derry needed. Um, that's another thing, Jim. You know, we'll we'll, we'll be worried about none of our none of our inside forward line score from play today. You know, Jamie Brennan, Paddy McBurdy, or Oshin Gallant, which is worrying. You know, on a, on, on a day that the, you know it's 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 it, that that um the, the wonder in the second half. You know, we should be tapping over scores. So, um, yeah, a lot of as I said, a lot of learning, and I think he will he will take more from tonight's game than the, the whole rest of the McKenna Cup, which is good, and and it um it gets everybody refocused for for Cork next weekend. Will McKenna be worried? Oh yeah, he'll not, he he will be worried, you know. But at the same time, you you must admire, even though you know Donegal struggled to get hold of the ball, even until the last second, there are lads fought for the ball. And to be fair, Darrow Boyle, I think it was. You know, it's very hard to tell with numbers anymore. So you got to understand a man's git before you can actually know. You need to know his git now instead of his number because you can't see the numbers. So like I think it was Darrow who had a chance of a goal there at the end. And if you score that goal, like you're not far away. And uh, you do, you don't score it, and it looks bad on the scoreboard. But none of them gave in. Like they fought there to the end. So I suppose. You're looking for positives from Jim's point of view. Like he's missing four or five of what is his biggest physical players, Jason, Michal Langan, are both missing there. You have others as well that are that are missing there. Owen Ban, of course. You know your Keelan McCoggan. Keelan McCoggan. Yeah, there's loads of them. Like and especially those big physical lads. And as Mark alluded to, we struggled really with the kick out. And if you have a few of them, you you feel you manage to win a lot more kick out in that game. So while while it is a bit depressing at this present minute, because as you said at the beginning, we're all awful excited. Jimmy's back. Jimmy's winning matches yet again and it just didn't work out for him today but he will have to regroup and he'll have to refocus them and he'll have to explain to them how sometimes things just don't work out the way you want and as I think I said off off air there like maybe today was the biggest day that we missed the influence of the likes of Michael Murphy to calm us down especially when we had that bit of a rock in the middle of the field that was working our way like Brendan Rodgers had got the line 
and uh, you know uh, that continued on and then it didn't work out in our favour whereas if we had to let it go at that stage we had the advantage of a man and uh, you know things were, were, were pointing downhill a bit first so look at it's not all terrible it's, it's terrible on the point from the point of view that we expected to come up here and possibly win or maybe be closer it wasn't that but there's a lot of good things like the way they fought all the way to the end every one of them you know that's ad- admirable and kept going till the very end and, and that's what Jim will be focusing on more than anything a big big weekend uh, big physical team coming up the road next week and I'm sure Jim will be telling them there's going to be nothing easy there it'll be very similar in fact you know that's probably the biggest and most physical team that we've seen all year no doubt about that and thanks as always to Joseph McKelvey for joining me here in the Donegal GA podcast I know you've media duties with Radio Nogueltic so we really appreciate that and of course Joseph a father of Jack McKelvey who uh, came on today Mark just finally I'm just looking down here and I apologise if I'm leaving anybody out Derry obviously short listen every team's short we have to always keep saying that but just the last one Donegal so I had a couple of messages through who all from possibly say a starting championship team or later on in the league you missed and I'm counting possibly look they may not all start Brendan McCall Owen Van Gallagher Keelan McColgan Jason McGee Michael Langan Conor O'Donnell Karen Donna Nile O'Donnell maybe leaving one or two out and apologies Sean Patton Sean Patton sorry playing tonight I actually had the list done up from last week but of course Patton was playing last week so still loads of bodies to come back look Derry of the Glen Waddy Graham lads to come back so it's going to be massive just to get everybody fit and everybody on the pitch, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose it's, it's questions that as us as Donegal supporters kind of we'll, we'll we'll find them out in the next week or two. Like you know, what is exactly the the extent of some of these injuries? You know, um, as I would said, this is a week out. Um, if any wee small niggle that you're probably not chancing anything, but then you have Owen Band that hasn't played any McKenna Cup. You know, um, uh, you have Connor Doll, Nyla Doll. Keelan um, um, McColgan played no McKenna Cup, so I can't see them featuring, you know, in the in the immediate future. Which is, um, which is, which is, I'm not saying worrying, you know. It, um, but uh, I think we have what we have, you know, and we have to. That's that we spoke about at the start of the game, myself and yourself, about the squad. Um, it's not a 15 man team, and you know, to 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 one or to be competitive now, you you need them that 20 22 man squad. And Donegal seem to be building nicely. And listen, a lot of young players, and we spoke about it. You know them, them younger players. That's that's the level. You see that dairy level, the physicality, the the intensity, everything about dairy tonight. That's 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 the, that's the one thing that'll them them young lads out there will see tonight. That's where they need to get to, and um, they're a wee bit off yet. But listen, that's that's there at the start of their journey, and Derry's well well into there. So um, uh, as, as Joseph said, it's not all it's not all negative. Um, Derry's a really really good team. You know they're they're as we said they're. They've been in Ireland semi-finals the last two years, and we counted eleven out of the starting fifteen. There, the night was in them, was in them position. So, um, a learning curve, and uh, I can't see Jim being too too disappointed in the whole thing. You know, uh, uh, his his eye will be on um, on on April instead of tonight. You know, no 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 question about it. So, um, yeah, listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't be going home. In too bad a form or, or too depressed. It's it's it is what it is. We're against a, a formidable opposition today, and uh, they were just better on the night. You know, you're going home to Kilcar after this next question. Donegal have seven league games. They start against Cork, one forty-five next Sunday. Cork, Cavan, Fermanagh, Armagh, Louth, penultimate game against Kildare, then Mead. So four homes. That's Cork, Fermanagh, Louth. And I'm leaving somebody out now. Me, the last game, I beg your pardon, yeah, and it's away to Cavan 
away to Armagh, away to Kildare and Carlo. How are Donegal, in your eyes, your prediction, going to do in Division 2 of the National League? Yeah, yeah listen, you, you'd hope, you'd hope that they'll, they'll do all right, you know, and that, you know, uh, that, that, that they'll be able to, you know, especially the home games, you know, to come, come, Trump, come through them, but, it's it's football's a funny thing, a fun, funny game at the minute. You know, it's it's teams can stay competitive even with with team with with opposition teams that are better than them for for longer periods of, t- of time now because of the way the game has slowed down, the way um the way it's just played. So every single game, and and to be fair, I've no I know Jim McInnes and I know the way he works. He will be looking over past Cork, and everything this week will be on Cork. And after that game, it'll be on Cavan, and so forth, so forth. And you know, for us to really have a chance of promotion, we need to be one in six out of them seven. Um, He'll be measuring the short-term success on getting promoted, won't he? That'll be his metric for. Yeah, and and listen, it, yeah. it would be great to Target. see. It, yeah, and, and and listen, I suppose watching tonight, it's maybe it's a good thing that we're in Division Two, and, and them younger lads can find their feet in, in the National League. And yeah, listen, build build through. It and uh, you know have some very good performances and get get some of these younger lads putting their hand up to be able to play against Derry in the championship. You know they know now tonight what it takes to be at that level. So they have they have their their, their few months. Um, I'm looking forward to the league, Paddy. I have to say I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, there's there, there's there's no. Um, there's no bad team, I suppose. If you want to say there is a few maybe weaker teams, but Cork, you look you look in Cork, Armagh, Kildare, Meath, all up around that. You know that, you know the top maybe sixteen in, in Ireland. So um, there's going to be no really easy game in my view. You know, um, Lowe's had a good run this last number of years with Mickey Hart. Fermanagh had a great promotion last year. You know, uh, Anderson Letter Kenny. And you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll they'll be delighted at that. But no, um, it, it's, I'm looking forward to the league. You know, we we will tonight. As I said, it was it's, it's probably it was an inexperienced team against an experienced team, and it probably showed. I'm not using the word men versus boys. It did end up twelve six, which is double scores, and they taught they got taught a wee bit of a lesson. Um, uh, but on the long on the long on the long road that we're on, hopefully, it's 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 only a, it's only it's, it's only a blip. It's very very early on for this team. And um, uh, deep down, Jim Jim McGinn will be focusing on the league. And as I said, there'll probably be a number of boys tonight that could have played that didn't. Yeah, I was telling people to calm down last week, even relations. And we're not going to get too high with any McKenna Cup win, but equally we're not going to get too low either. It's a long year. No, it's, and, 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 and Donegal had, has had a positive start. It's positive around the county. You know, everything's going on the county board and everything, you know, people are people are enjoying and there was a massive, you know, massive crowd at all the McKenna Cup games. Then you had the, we had the whole handling of the underage player and that just built everything up again. But, um, it's, 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 it's now, now, now to the nitty grit. It's, it's the end of January. It's the start of the league. This is where we need to start getting points now. You know, McKenna Cup's finished. It'll be it'll be wiped from the memory in a few weeks' time. And as I said, Cork, 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 Cork are sure out for that play. We, we Cork played, are really good. We played the, that one. You know, well, yeah. we, we Cork, Cork put us uh, put, put Ross Common out of the championship last year, and I know all about them. You know, and I've studied them as as best I can, and I probably didn't study them enough. But um, they're 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 from middle outfit. You know. Um, it depends. Will the Castlehaven boys travel up, or will they just, you know, for for this game, forget it? But whatever fifteen put Cork put on the field, they, as I said, they took Kerry to a draw the day and carried a reasonable team out. So we will not take anything for granted in this league, um, and we have no right to take anything for granted because you know the last number of years we're we're there because we deserve to be there too. There's no point in any difference. So to get out of it, we need to, you know, fight, fight for everything, fight for every ball that'll that'll that'll. That'll happen in the National League, and uh, knowing Jim McGuinness and knowing the lads, um, that's what the he'll have them. And you know, let's look forward to it. And 
and get behind them. And so, so, so say all of us, my thanks to Mark McHugh and before that, Joseph McKelvey for joining me on the Donegal GAA podcast. I think Derry up the levels in the second half, um, to be fair to them, and uh, we, we struggled to deal with it. A lot of, a lot of runners, um, a lot of people probably getting much more space than they were getting in the first half and were able to exploit that kick. In fairness to them, kick some very good scores uh, against the breeze. Um, I suppose the sending off situation had a big bearing in the game. And maybe 20 minutes left to go in the game and uh, Ren Rogers seen the line and uh, just it was very disappointing from our point of view that somebody got involved and we ended up, uh, that was a big moment. Like I mean, I think if we were a man up with 20 minutes to go with the breeze that was there. Um, it could have been a, a different situation, but Derry kicked on after that, definitely. Yeah. Incredible work rate in the first half against that breeze. Seems to keep it down to just two points, but did it take that out of them in the second half, maybe? Ah, and listen, from our own point of view as well, you know, not, not, enough, uh, not enough shots off, not enough right people uh, in the right areas, um, you know, and something that we've been really good up up to this point. Um, so disappointed with that as well, disappointed with their own kickouts as well, like too many... Too many times we had to go long, and too many times uh, we didn't win the breaks. Um, so definitely, there's there's areas for us to work on going into the league, and um, and that's what we wanted out of the game. Uh, been been brutally honest with you, Charlie. Um, it's a great game for us, you know, because we wanted a game to understand where we were at, yeah. uh, and we believed in the first half that we competed very very well, um, and we were asking questions off Derry, and Derry were struggling. Uh, to come up with answers in that first period and then Derry got to do what they wanted to do in the second half that's the bottom line in it you know so from our point of view it's very simple you know we need to be able to do that um, that level of uh, intensity and quality um, for 70 minutes and uh, to be able to track players um, all over the park for that period of time yeah, they obviously learned in the first half and credit to them for the way they came out in the second half three points on the bounce Jim and mm-hmm. in control at that stage yeah listen I mean they're, they're, a, they're a side that's going for three in a row in Ulster and um, they've been around a lot of corners as I said during the week you know they're uh, they're the top three teams in the country for the last couple of years they know what they're about you know they know what they want to do they know how they want to do it um, from our point of view um, you know we, we believe that we we uh, done a really good job in trying to negate that in the first half, but they had they had the run of it in the second half. Yeah, and as you say, this is what Tessie really wanted because perhaps the games that went before didn't test you as much as you would have liked. I know. Listen, like I said these last week, you know we're looking at things every week. We're trying to put all the pieces of the jigsaw together, um, and we will take a lot from this game. I think on reflection of it, uh, and our priority now is to continue to work with the squad that we have to get some of the players that are outside the squad back into the fold and getting minutes into them. You know, and we probably could have played another two or three the night. Um, but we thought it was better maybe to, to hold them back, and hopefully they'll be available next week. Yeah, you mentioned the sending off. Disappointed by the manner of that. Yeah, listen, I, I, I honestly genuinely didn't see what happened. Um, you know, it was a bad night and a windy night and a wet night and um, there's a, there was a couple of incidences, but uh, I believe that our, from our point of view, the sending off was uh, uh, contributing to a melee. The thing had settled down and, uh, and uh, Patrick went in and uh, had it through his shoulder. That was as much as it was in it was a shoulder, but that's what they're saying. They're contributing, contributing to a melee, so we have to take that in the chin. Yeah. It's been a good campaign right up to this champ. Plenty of good games on the year belt. Cork next week in the National League, obviously now that's a big game. 
Yes, that's that was always the aim, Charlie. To be honest with you, like we knew coming here tonight, we would get a really good stiff opportunity, a stiff test, and an opportunity to test ourselves in that environment. That that's exactly what we got. Um, if I was standing here, and you know both halves were like the second half, then you know we would have a lot of soul searching to do going down the road. But that's not the case, you know, from our point of view. Um, we know we have fellas to come back in, and we know that we competed very well for thirty-five minutes, and we now need to use the the National League as a, as a platform to get ready for, for Derry uh, in the summer. Yeah. That, uh, the Malay thing is a lesson worth learning. You're there after having a man sent off, don't get involved, just don't go down. Uh, absolutely. They, they want you to get the man. Absolutely. Man absolutely. Listen, I just spoke to the boys in the dressing room, you know, um, Mayo were seven minutes away from one in All-Ireland and maybe in 15, uh, and a player contributed to a Malay, they were two points up. You know, all they had to do was really at that stage was to see it out. We were not in that situation, but we were in a situation where we had a very stiff breeze at our back. You know, uh, we were a man up. We were able to get the press on, on, on the goalkeeper in that situation. You know, you would be in a situation there where you could pull the trigger from anywhere and you're facing another kick out with an extra man. So it would have been a great situation, Maliki, for us to be in for that 20 minutes. And you're thinking about that in the split second. And then 20 seconds later, you're thinking, no, oh, this thing has flipped again. So the psychology of it is very strong as well. And it's, it's a big lesson for us. How important was it to get minutes in the game on Mulroney night with Court next week? Because he has had that hand injury. No, definitely, and I think I think Gavin did really well. Really well. You know, he kicked two very good scores for us. You know, probably from our own point of view, we'd be disappointed with uh, some of our movement. We didn't give him enough options, um, and the short and the medium ones in particular. And uh, that's something we're definitely going to have to have a, a, a good look at. But um, I think Gavin done excellent first. Good to be back facing Mickey. Aye, well, obviously nothing when you're in the receiving end of the uh, of uh, of that second half. But listen, we are where we are. Uh, it's it's the mechanic Cup. It's yeah. January. Um, we'll take a lot from the game. I think we'll, there's a lot of learning for us. You know, and from my own point of view, you're up close and personal with them. You see it. They're twenty meters in front of you. You see it, um, and what they're looking to do, and and how they do it, and um, and and they're very good at it. They're very good at it. They've built it up now over a number of years, and they've got great um, great belief in it. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, we just need to get ready. Right. Did you win the toss, Jim? We did. Yeah, yeah. We won the toss. Yeah, uh, mm. we decided to go against it. Um, With you know, new keeper was that sort of the plan? Then I, it yeah. was. No, it was. And uh, we, you know, we we felt we've got good fitness levels, good energy levels. Derry proved in the second half that they could power on through as well. You know, so um, so a, a good opportunity for us as well to test ourselves physically against a team that's sort of been one of the best in the last number of years. Uh, and has gone into Crow Park and, and mixed it with the big boys physically and, and come out the other side of it positively. So all them bits and pieces are, are great for us. These are the things that we need to know uh, in order to move forward. And uh, and that's why I think, you know, even though we're disappointed to lose the game, we're happy with the learning. Jim, uh, Ashing Gong will win you games in your tenure. This this next their second tenure. Um, he's a brilliant player. Um, but what do you do, uh, just interested in terms of a coach there, that his, some of the shot selection wasn't good tonight, right? Or do you just let him out? When do you intervene and say, no, that's... No, listen, you're working with players all the time. You know, um, the modern game is very much about that. It's about, it's about speed of thought, speed of mind, decision-making. And, uh, and so you have to constantly work on that. You have to give Derry credit as well, obviously. You know, they, they had a, a part to play in where he took them shots from. Uh, people getting tight to them, people, people covering them, you know. Um, we'd be more disappointed with the sending off, you know, when you're in the yellow card, you just don't do anything that your hand ends up in a high position. Uh, and when you're down to 13 men, a man against a team that 
pride themselves on possession football, it's not going to end well, you know. So we'd be more disappointed with that than the, than the first aspect. The first aspect, we know he's a good player, um, you know. Um, so you know, we just need to get him in the right in the right spots and, and get the right ball into him, and he, he'll do damage. We do know that, but um, you know, the other part is the part that sort of um, had a big impact tonight. The red card we were just talking there. That red card, he'll be free next 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 week. Yes, that's, that's just for yeah. the mechanical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about uh, Donald McGillivray? Bridge? Jim, like you were in there, fullback hasn't played a lot of fullback. No, I know he has played a good bit full back as well. He has played a good bit. He played full back. He can play centre back, and he played in the middle of the park a lot of the time this year in the club championship. So it's not, it's not, it's not alien to him. But I thought he did very well. Um, you know, he um, he got really tight in Shane McGuigan for for long periods of the game. You know, he would have learnt a lot himself. Uh, and again, you know, Brendan probably could have played, but when we had the conversations during the week, um, you know, these are the types of games that we're going to learn a lot about about a young lad, you know, so that was a big positive. Gavin was a big positive, you know. Um, we now just need to keep on building the squad and use that information in terms of Donal and keep on developing him in training as well. Um, like, he's, he's, he's come in and he's actually learnt a lot over a short period of time and he's, he's adapting quite well as he's going. He still has a long way to go in, uh, in terms of his body. Body, uh, and experience, but a night like tonight will help him. What about like Brendan and Michael Lang and Owen Ban? Are we likely to see any of those next Sunday? Ah, uh, potentially, yeah, potentially. Yeah. I think um, you know it, it's nothing that's too major, but. The injuries that they have, you know, well, Brendan just had a hamstring that, uh, and he didn't even pull it. It just got tightened here against Tyrone, and um, it's just been slow um, to recover. But there's there's nothing, there's no uh, there's no tear or anything, so he should be fine. Hopefully, if he gets a, a week under his belt, and the other ones are just these injuries that you know, if you keep on going on them, it can set you back a week or two. So we've just decided to come off them and give them a chance to uh, to replenish, and hopefully that'll work for us. Is Jason McGee in that category as well? He's, yeah, he is. He is. I and he's he's picked up a lot of injuries, a lot of niggly injuries. You know, he he, he got a, a groin. He had an impact injury out here against Tyrone, and he he ended up getting a, a bang in the hip out of that, and then that was impacting uh, on the original injury, the groin injury. So there was a couple of things that sort of were coming together with him, and so we're we're going to have to do the same as Michael, just um, be careful with them and build them up and, and get them ready. You know, Darry, you're further down the track, Jim. Than yourselves, um, are the is that distance still the same in your head after that match? Um, well, we'll have to go back and look at the match. Like you know, we we, we competed really really well in the first half. And you weren't a full strength by a long shot, either. No, like I mean, this is this this is where it becomes more difficult to calculate it. Yeah. You know, um, but. Like we know, we know where we're at. We know uh, where we're at physically. We know that we've come up against a team that is very strong physically, and a team very strong in terms of their own belief system uh, and the game plan. And um, and so there's there is a lot of learning for us. And for us now, as a management team and a group, we need to come together, build everybody up as much as possible, try and put them in the best place possible to get ready for that game, and then see can we uh, see can we deliver a performance over seventy minutes. And I'm sure we'll be using the national league as platforms to do that absolutely Cork had a good one today they what did we were watching it on the bus there <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are you expecting of them next week um, listen, Cork are a bit like Derry. They're a bit behind Derry, but they're definitely on on that upward trajectory as well, you know. And uh, 
they will be coming, you know, buoyed by the fact they've had a, had a good summer and um, there was a lot of criticism of that team over the last number of years and they've turned the corner now and they're, they're making progress. Uh, management and players coming together, making progress. That's the journey we want to go on. So um, they're further down the line than us as well. So it'll be a tough battle for us. It'll be a really good challenge for us. Uh, a lot of big men, um, you know, and um, I'm not sure about the Castlehaven lads. Will they be coming in or not? Some of them probably will. So we'll just have to be ready for that challenge. A big, big game for us, but we'll be looking forward to getting home into a home soil in front of our own supporters you know massive massive crowd from Donegal here tonight and um, you know I felt that um, I felt that you know they went down the road a bit disappointed probably in, in the second half showing and it's important that we uh, it's important that we get ready to you know to put on a good show for our own supporters and, 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 and at home next weekend Okay, the final section of the Donegal GAA podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Michael McMullen of the Gaelic Life. Not a neutral today, Michael? Definitely not. Dairy to the core, as they say, but sure. You have to be, you have to go with the heart. What did you make of it? Dairy 12, Donegal 6, emphatic enough victory in the end for your county? It was, to be honest, you know, and I think both teams... Both teams knew they were going to take something out of today, you know, because up to now, I think everybody was joking that it was bound to happen, that the both teams were going to meet. From a dairy point of view, you're probably happy from the point of view that you've got the likes of, you know, Cormac Murphy, Dermot Baker, you know, uh, Donald Gilmore have come in and experienced senior football. Declan Casty, um, who hadn't saw a lot of game time, got three or four games under his belt. So from that point of view, I would say dairy's happy enough. Um... Jim did say in his in his interview just before I joined you here that uh, they were happy to get a game of that magnitude. It lets them see exactly where they are. Um, I suppose they had the Armagh under 21s or under 20s. They had a Monon team where they had no begging and they couldn't get the ball. So maybe that was their reality check today. Um, I was surprised that he said they played against the Breeze in the first half because, you know, Gavin Manuli is in there and it's not Patton who's been there for so long and then obviously you're, you're, you're going into the game and you're playing against Derry who are, are in a good way of going at the moment so I was surprised by that so he did say on that 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 was his way of testing to see how his boys would operate against the Breeze and he was quite happy he felt that the, the red cars changed things that uh, Patrick McBeardy as he understands it has sent off for contributing to Malie which they were disappointed about because we're done and dusted and then all of a sudden it was 14 men each so but by and large it, was no, it wasn't a mechanic up game like let's face it there was plenty of needle in it and late hits and what have it but you know get you ready for the league yeah, that's what Mark and Joseph said. It's the mechanic up but there was plenty of fist pumping as well and that on the red cards yeah like from our vantage point and I know I've on me Donegal hat, literally have on a Donegal hat. <laughs> it didn't seem McBerty done much, but we do see with referees that maybe uh, I thought he he was having a good game in my opinion, but they do like to even things up as well. I didn't see a huge amount of it. And Brenton Rogers got a red for a stamp, was it? Yeah, I was in the stand side, a poor view of it as well. And I'm not trying to cop out of the conversation here, but seems to be that he was done for an alleged stamp. Um, throws Brenton complete competitor but he definitely wouldn't be be dirty in better matter of means so my heart seemed to think that Brent was puzzled by that decision of the way he was sent off and equally uh, wouldn't have much memory of Paddy McBeardy ever been sent off either 
and I think it was shouldering into a melee whenever it's all over and I think the rule states that the third man and gets the red card so I think that's where Patrick has got done so it's unfortunate for him but um, Seems harsh doesn't it? It is, but that's the thing about the rule book. If it's there, and that's a that's a rule. If if you've been deemed to have stamped, it's red, and if you've deemed to, you know, if you contribute to the meal, that believe that's red. But um, the understanding is that they miss the McKenna Cup next year and not the league, which I think both managers should be happy about because you've Cork next week and you've Kerry next week from a dairy point of view, and the league's the last thing you want to miss. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We won't spend much time on the Gallon one. It was two yellow cards. Okay, so Donegal, we're down to 13. How important do you think this game is going to be, if at all, come two, three, four weeks' time? I personally don't think it's going to have huge ramifications. In fact, I would almost look at it and say, it's not the worst thing in the world to happen, Donegal, because in Donegal there's this hype. It's almost innate. Even with the podcast, I've had people text me who have no mad interest in GA but there is this natural organic buzz because it's Jim McGuinness back and that's actually fine that's fine but at the same time and he can't control that and Donegal can't control that no harm maybe from a Donegal point of view either I think you're bang on and I think that it's only natural for Jim returning to bring interest like as as a dairy man I'm interested in it to see what he's going to bring so that's natural and then obviously if you've got your players into decent physical shape and uh, that's going to bring that interest and you've obviously got to a final and it's, I suppose it's the heart it's the heart versus McGuinness factor which was just maybe just created by people like ourselves in the media really so I don't think they'll read too much into it like Jim would definitely swap it for half a dozen league points you know let's face it um, he if, if reality check is his word today then he'll be happy enough from a dairy point of view I would say you're chatting about the likes of you know the newcomers coming in there that, that I mentioned earlier that's what the McKenna Cup's all about you know trying to get a bit of depth um, like I was I was trying to jot down a dairy team the other day just on a piece of paper and it's a formidable looking team but what, what's different this year is the 26 is going to be hard to pick Last year in Derry, the 26 picked itself because, you know, Rory and Kieran Mina would have operated, you know, by their way of operating. They operated with small squads. So that's a plus for Derry. Um, obviously, uh, that's massive because you can do Division 1. You know, the likes of Kerry, Galway, Mayo, Tyrone, Monaghan, you know, teams that are, have been there. So um, I think I, it's a wild thing to say. I'm looking out at the scoreboard here, 12 points to 6. I think both managers should be happy enough here. Especially, especially when the red cards mean nothing other than the Mechanic Cup. I've already listed this out for Donegal. Just today, for example, Sean Patton, Brendan McCall, Owen Ban Gallagher, Keelan McCoggan, Jason McGee, Michael Langan, Conor O'Donnell, Karen Donna, Neil O'Donnell, loads of lads to come back. You're probably looking at six, seven definite starters there, I would say. Maybe one or two not, but come championship, if there is such a thing. Derry of the Wally Graham, of course, in the All-Ireland Club final. I know this podcast comes out tonight, Saturday. A lot of people will be listening to it on their Monday morning commute. So for those, obviously, we're, we're a day before uh, Wally Graham's All-Ireland Club final against St. Bridges, and we know the result by then. So as you said, both managers will be happy enough. And when you bring all those Derry boys back and you bring these Donegal guys back in 91 days' time, it will just be... It'll be good fun, won't it? <laughs> Harry, I, lo- I love your maz because when you were talking, I knew what you are going to say, the championship, but the fact you have it down to days. Does that mean Donegal people are fascinated by Derry? Maybe it is, but you're right. You know, 
if anything, the game will probably add a wee bit of intrigue to it from the point of view there was red cards and there was a bit of hits going in here, there, here, there and everywhere. So outside of that, I don't think there's much relevance. Yeah, while we're both counties are at a grave disadvantage in every Ulster county, and I know I'm always beating this drum about the provincial system, I do believe that Ulster teams are at a huge disadvantage, and we've heard it from loads of Ulster players. If you've heard it from Kerry boys down the years, I read Tommaso Shea's book, read others, and they go, Donegal, and, or sorry, Ulster teams, we can peak for a certain time of the year, and it does matter, and then say, oh, you have to beat the best, win it, and all this. I'm sick of that nonsense, and the reality is it is what it is. But away from all that, it still will be a brilliant buzz if it's pretty decent weather in Celtic Park and it will be packed. Will be. Let's pretend Derry have a decent league, Donegal have a good league, maybe get promoted. It's going to be some build-up for that. It will, and we're maybe selfish in Ulster because we're trying to hold on to this, but, you know, it is special. But you you had it bang on. Like, you know, if there's a player in the Donegal panel who's, you know, carrying a niggle in the big tech game, he might decide, well, we're not going to risk him because the All-Ireland series is around the corner. So... Whereas in other provinces, it doesn't really matter. You know, Kerry's going to breeze through Munster and and uh, and obviously the Dubs, and then Connacht's maybe a wee bit different because you've two or three teams in there. But it's definitely unfair. But likewise, you used the word selfish. We probably want to hold on to it. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think we should hold on to it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything like walking up the hill in St. Chernox Park and Clonus and Ulster final day, however significant it is now in terms of its link to the All-Ireland. And yeah, it's, it's, there's no doubt about it. it. It is really special. How do you think Derry... First of all, just on Mickey Hart, there were eyebrows raised throughout the country. It's still, when I'm on commentary, Mickey Hart's Derry. It's, for me, it just doesn't make sense. How, how did the majority of the strong Derry Gales feel when he was ratified, I think, back in September? I wasn't talking that many at the time, but the ones that I did talk to, I think once they parked the whole, this is a drone man coming in here, I think they sort of just accepted it. He's a good manager. <laughs> well, uh, he's got he's got a track record there. Like, he's won three All-Irelands. Like, that's just, that's factual. And then, obviously, him and Gavin went into Louth. And, you know, I keep saying it, if it wasn't for Niall, Niall Toner's goal down in um, RD, where Louth could have beat there, it could have been Louth in Division 1 next weekend. Very, 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 very possible. But it's it's hard, like you're interviewing him after the match and you're seeing his initials on the dairy coat and an aerial on it. It's very difficult to get your head around. But, you know, I think the outside manager's been here in age, has been here for ages in the GA and it's never going to go away. And, this, you know, let's not dress it up. This is, a, this is the biggest one of all. You know, a man who's so own standing in the dairy coat. So, but, you know, you have a team that's, you have a team that's came from Division 4 to Division 1 and back-to-back Ulster titles. And then you have a manager coming in with a track record, so it does fit. But um, will there be as big a shock going forward somewhere else? Who knows? Does somebody like Jim McGuinness then rock up in like Mayo? Or you know, does Jim Gavin end up in Mayo or Galway or somewhere? So we'll see. But definitely a shock. We I discussed it with other guests on the podcast last week, just looking forward to both the league and the championship. And we spoke off air and had this conversation with many journalists and broadcasters, there's a feeling that the sum of its parts in Ireland has just come back a little bit and that there's not a huge amount now. I remember Joe McBerty and myself said last week and Ryan Jones dubbing their All-Ireland champions, but I think it's safe to say they're not as good as maybe they were five, six years ago. They were infallible, okay. They were a remorseless machine, let's be honest. Kerry are obviously All-Ireland champions two years ago, lost you know the final last year. 
there've been better Kerry teams. I think I think that's fair to say. I was at your Laird in semi final last year. Yous are building, building, building. Now you've brought in a brilliant manager. But there might be four or five, possibly up to six teams that'll feel they can give bigger inroads in twenty twenty four. There is and and less you you had it on the head again there. That Dublin team was unbelievable. Like will we ever see it again? We won't. So it is it is even. I think the thing that frustrates me is that just because there's two or three Ulster teams in around that, it frustrates me that the average punter in Ireland thinks that the standards dropped. You know, the, the style of football has changed. But, you know, most of the teams are in much and much in that last four or five teams. I had a, I expected us to beat Kerry last year. And I, and I think I've felt that. But whenever I interviewed Kieran Mina before the game, saw his body language, saw the way he was talking, I thought, we're definitely going to beat Kerry. Ten minutes to go, you're thinking... This is going to happen, so it is. It is pretty even, you know. If Donegal get their house in order, like those names you rhymed off there, Paddy, you know, when they're back in, in the fold, like to be fair, the managers of Donegal last year were preparing the team with their hands up their back. They're going to miss nine players who played in an Ulster final that they probably should have won. Could have won. So much difficult stuff going off the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, as well as that there. So, um, and then if you like, Kevin McStay said a thing at Mayo's press day where like they haven't gone away. <laughs> You know, and uh, so no, it's de- de- definitely very, very open, and I think that's great. Yeah, I certainly do as well. Can I ask you, Michael McMullen, game of my life, Derry's greatest footballers book you took out just before Christmas, wasn't it? Was it maybe before October, November time? Just on in, in, on the shelf, sure. Book time, as they talk about, but um, anybody on the moon, tell us about that. Yeah, well, just a uh, 25 chapters. Former Derry players, including Chrissy McCaig, I suppose the most long-serving player at the moment. Their most iconic game, club, county. There's even a Tony Scullion Ireland game in the middle of it, and Dermot Nicol McCurry Cup game. So a story, twenty-five different stories of games, but over different generations. Paddy, you know, the seventies, eighties, nineties, up to the noughties, and just a really interesting year's work. Busy, but really, really interesting, and I suppose. The word I've kept saying to people, privilege. The privilege to have interviewed people who have played for Derry with such, you know, distinction to, and to get them in the book. And maybe luckily the fact that things are looking decent in Derry at the moment and there's a bit of a buzz. So it was a good time, but um, no, definitely much, de- definitely very much a privilege and a wee bit more time on my hands now, definitely. How difficult was it? I know... You know, from talking to Frank Craig about the, you know, the brilliant book and Anthony Malloy, and it does probably take up a lot of your time as well, despite it being a privilege. You're trying to have your day job as well. I uh, it's definitely hard to mix a day job, and and I remember at the time where Derry were playing Kerry, that game I was talking about. I think if Derry had a got all Ireland final and all the preview material that would have been linked to that, I don't know how, but I got it finished. But difficult, and the fact of picking twenty five people for a start. Uh, you had to pick them yeah I said to Liam Hayes who do you want me to interview and he says that's your call and I went oh Liam so you have to pick it across the generations which is difficult the players themselves found it quite hard to pick not them all but some of them found it quite hard to pick the game I suppose if you've played for a county for 10 years it's difficult to pick one so from that point of view it, it, it was it was tricky but but it was just it was great to sit down with like that word that's used a lot legends to sit down with legends and chat about their moments so it was brilliant Brilliant experience. And I've heard through the grapevine it's selling really, really well. It's so popular. Yeah. I'm actually going to talk into it myself in the next week. I got another couple of books at Christmas. I just didn't get around to them yet, so that's up next for me. It is selling well. Yeah, it sold very well and it was all around the local shops and a few of them 
get stocked up a couple of times and and uh, I've still got a few left um, that that'll probably move on shortly but most people buy their books before Christmas but really really busy and the good thing is it gives dairy people a chance to to read about the the days of old and I, I you know even next to Damien Cassie's chapter where he chats about trying to beat Donegal and down I think if the current dairy crop we're reading it, they'll be trying to learn how to beat like if you know like a, a carrier Dublin. So there's definitely relevance there. Horrible question for you. In your opinion, putting you on the spot now. Okay, I'll give you the top three that you've seen. Okay, you know you can hear the anecdotes of tales gone by. Who who wouldn't dairy be regarded by the strong gales as their front runner, the the best ever dairy player? Um, Say from the seventies, eighties on. That I saw playing, it's easy. Well, you didn't see the seventies or eighties, but anyway, I'm not that old. Uh, but no, it's easy. Anthony Tolles, the best player I ever saw playing, all rounder, um, free scoring midfielder. What a what a you know landed in the goals as well. Brilliant, brilliant free taker also, and could pluck kickouts. That day they beat down in the marshes. He caught both throw ins, and then two thousand Antrim were in danger of putting them out, and he caught a ball above the crossbar. So just had a wee bit of everything and. Probably, you know, everybody will have their favourite player, best player, but he's the best player I ever saw playing. Who else will be up there? Um, Paddy Bradley will probably be up there in terms of if you're going to, down to a forward line. Probably unlucky to play on dairy teams that weren't challenging for, for all Ireland's. Or, you know, left foot, right foot, brilliant ball winner and, you know, have the confidence to take men on and kick points. Brilliant player. Yeah. And I suppose if you go back into the defences, this is probably where it gets difficult. Tony Scullion, Kieran McKeever, Sean Murray Lockhart, you know, where do you, where do you go? And I suppose you probably have to go for maybe Tony Scullion, four All-Stars from a man who didn't play county minors and, you know, probably was playing for, for Derry whenever it wasn't very fashionable and playing in the lower league. So those are the sort of players you're talking about, but definitely horrible question. There's no doubt about that. And all the best, Michael McMullen. So game of my life, Derry's greatest footballers, and there's 25 of them there. And get yourself that book. I know all Gales that haven't read it already will uh, definitely be belting into that one in the next couple of weeks. Just finally, we'll finish up with this because I know you still have a report to write. How will Derry do in Division 1? And how are Donegal going to do in Division 2? Um, how will Derry do in Division 1? I just want to make sure we stay in Division 1. Um, I look at Monaghan. I think only Kerry have been in the top league longer than them, you know, consecutively. And I think to, to really challenge for, for all Ireland, you need to be playing there regularly. That's where they need to go. You know, you're looking next week, they're going to Kerry, and then you have the likes of Tyrone and Galway in, in, that, in that division that they've, you know, it's, it's a tough ask. But I expect them to stay in it, but that's where we need to be. Um, and Donegal... You'd expect them to win Division 2, but it's far from easy. I'll go back to Derry last year. They went to, went to Louth and RD and absolutely struggled with it. So, Cavan, Kildare, Meath, Cork, you know, where's the gimmies there? But um, the thing about it is, Donegal have got the length of a McKenna Cup final. They have the majority of the players back that they need. McFadden Ferries may be injured or on his travels, Niall O'Donnell, but by and large of everybody, which means a lot. And if they can learn enough from this. But today Cork won on penalties in the in, in the McGrath Cup final, so that's that's what's coming up next week next week for them. So but I do expect them to get to get promoted and if they can get promoted and Derry stays in division one then 
your 91 days time in Celtic Park there'll be there'll be plenty of fireworks yeah, and as we kept saying, that one ninety-one days away, the 20th of April. And of course, Derry travelled to Kerry next weekend in the opening round of the National Football League Division 1. Donegal, welcome. Cork to McCool Park, Bally Buffet. That one throws in at one forty-five. Michael McMullen, best of luck with the book. And thank you so much for joining me here on the Donegal GAA podcast. And don't worry, I'll be torturing you again in the next couple of weeks slash months. No more, Paddy. Always good to talk. And... I don't know. I don't know what sort of a conversation we'll have before that championship match, but we'll see. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully, Derry are in a good position by the time we we have the next chat. Yeah. I won't agree with you on that one. So that's it for the weekend's edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. A big shout out to all our guests that came on the show uh, this Saturday evening. The Bank of Ireland Doctor McKenna Cup final it finished Derry twelve points, Donegal six points from O'Neill's Healy Park in. A big massive thanks to Austin O'Callaghan on production who always gets the podcast out on rapid time. And the most important people of all are loyal listeners. And it certainly has grown since the uh, Glenty's man has come back in the hot seat at Donegal. As I said, Donegal play Cork next Sunday in the Cool Park Valley Buffet. And our next Donegal GAA podcast will be released a couple of hours after that one. Bye for now. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you next week.